Christ has many services to be done. Some are more easy and honorable. Others are more difficult and disgraceful. Some are suitable to our inclinations and interests, and others are contrary to both. In some we may please Christ and please ourselves, but then there are other works where we cannot please God except by denying ourselves. It is necessary, therefore, that we consider what it means to be a servant of the Christ. These are words from John Wesley's own hands in the introduction to his covenant service that you can find in the Upper Room Book of Worship. My name is Steve West, and I serve as Senior Pastor of Jacksonville First United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining me today as we pray together. My theme for today is praying the covenant prayer in the Wesleyan tradition. You find this prayer on page 607 in your hymnal. As I record this year, I'm right between Christmas and New Year. And this year, as you know, Sunday is New Year's Eve, which is unusual. It happens every, well, seven years or so. That sent me on a journey this year, and I'd like to share with you. Now, first of all, I'm flooded with memories whenever I talk about New Year's Eve, especially when it's hitting on a Sunday and a holiday. For three of my years in a previous search situation, I spent New Year's Eve in Ghana at an orphanage that we were supporting, and I have so many wonderful memories from that New Year's Eve. I'm sure you know that cultures are very different, and so much of how we do Advent and Christmas and New Year and the holidays is very cultural. I mean, (laughs) in the tradition of, of the church history, most of the time, Advent was a time of repentance and fasting. How many of us practice fasting during Advent in our culture? Not very many, but those cultural things are different and they're beautiful. And in Ghana, New Year is a bigger deal than Christmas, not vice versa. And they obviously don't have our good old American Thanksgiving. So Christmas to New Year starts with the birth of Christ and goes to a time of sort of a great Thanksgiving. God has led us through this past year, and we pray for the next year, and it's a very holy occasion. It's a huge celebration compared to ours. Now, at the orphanage we were at, there was always a bonfire on New Year's Eve. There was dancing and singing, and I loved it. The African songs with the praise songs and camp songs sort of thrown in there, and the drum circle and the dancing, it just becomes this rhythm. One year, I, well, more than one year, I grabbed the drum and hung in there. You know, I'm a musician. Now, drumming in Africa is a complex array of absolutely stunning and beautiful rhythms that I can't even hope to emulate. But I would find my place in the drum circle and my place in the rhythm of the evening and get lost in those moments and time just stood still as being a part of a community and the great community around the fire of God's love with stars shining down. It was just very spiritual. Anyway, I enjoyed that on New Year's Eve. Um, And then the next day, on New Year's Day, everyone wears brilliant white, and they have sort of a big barbecue and a talent show celebrating the past year. Anyway, it's a huge deal in Ghana, uh, New Year's uh, and New Year's Eve. Another tradition in Ghana is New Year's Eve covenant services. That's why I wanted to introduce you with this thought. Methodists there, borrowed deeply from our Wesleyan tradition that we're going to talk about today. So I dare say the way Methodists in Ghana celebrate is 
much more Wesleyan than our New Year's Eve. Now, I say it's a tradition in Ghana. It's not just method. It's a cultural tradition. Churches everywhere advertise New Year's Eve services, three or four hour long services of great joy and thanksgiving and commitment. And I want to say today, for our celebrations and our prayer time during the turn of the year, I want to say we have in the spiritual DNA of Methodism something way better than dropping balls and New Year's resolutions. Way better. We have this covenant prayer in the Wesleyan tradition. Now, you can find it in your hymnal, as I mentioned, it as number 607, but I'd like to talk about it as just a way of supporting your praying this covenant prayer in the Wesleyan tradition. The more expansive and original covenant liturgy you can find in the book of worship, and it's fascinating to go to. The, the prayer on page 607 is sort of a, a simplified version. The original covenant renewal service was very important to Wesley. John Wesley in 1755, 1755, it was the first time he led the celebration of the covenant service in the Methodist movement. He journals about it. Uh, many mourned beforehand and many were comforted, he said. And um, uh, here's another quote. I'm reading this out of the uh, book of worship in that section. It was an occasion for a variety of spiritual experiences. I do not know that ever we had a greater blessing. Afterwards, many desired to return thanks either for a sense of pardon, for full salvation, or a fresh manifestation of his graces, healing all their backsliders. And that was 1775 in his journals. And in London, they were, these were held usually on New Year's Day. But they were, these covenant services were also conducted whenever John Wesley visited the Methodist Society. So, I mean, these were a huge part of our spiritual DNA. And like I said, uh, in the Book of Worship, there's the actual liturgy taken from the, the extended liturgy for the covenant renewal service. The prayer in our hymnal, number 607, is, is taken from that liturgy. Uh, and actually, interestingly, if you read through it, and study it, you'll find that the liturgy is what that covenant prayer is taken from. Not the heart of the covenant prayer, but the liturgy around it, which is really interesting as you pray that prayer to know. Now, I have one story. Early in my ministry, I encountered a pastor. I was planning to use the covenant prayer in the Western tradition in the hymnal for our worship service. I was talking to a pastor friend, and he told me, that he never had people pray the covenant prayer. He never did this on New Year's because it was hypocritical. Why would you pray it or have people pray it if you know they don't mean it? I've thought about that for years because it's a pretty heavy covenant. I get that. But I have a different perspective. I say with some things, that's part of spiritual formation. We, we pray it until we mean it. Um, when I pray that I prayed the Lord's Prayer all my life, and I didn't understand it for many of those years, and I'm still unraveling what it means to say, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the culture that treats heaven as that's the purpose of Christianity. You know? I mean, I'm still learning what it means. I pray it till I mean it. You know, we do the Apostles' Creed not because everybody in the room already believes every tenet of that fully. We pray it till we mean it. That's spiritual formation. That's prayer. That's worship. 
So I would say, no, we should definitely pray this prayer, not just in liturgy, but in our spiritual lives, and pray it till we mean it. If you look at the prayer itself, which is number 607 in your hymn, the first section, um, that entire, um, just top to around the eighth or the tenth line, is from the invitation, from Wesley's original invitation that he wrote with his own hand, but it's revised, it's simplified version on it. The last few lines are from the ending of the liturgy. And like I said, the covenant prayer in the middle in Wesley's original liturgy, we don't even pray at all when we pray this. It's, uh, it's wonderful. But I would say when you pray this prayer, let's pray it till we mean it. Now, as we pray it, uh, it might help for you to hear some of the things that are in the invitation that Wesley wrote. He wrote to commit ourselves, first of all, to commit ourselves to Christ as a servant. That's what he said to do first and foremost. Arju Reggie, one of the, 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 the beginning quote was from that section to, for the call to commit ourselves as a service. And he has some injunctions in there that I think are really helpful. Just be aware of when we pray the prayer. Uh, number 607. He has a general injunction, injunction to be satisfied with your place and work in life. Uh, boy, that's something that we could take. In our culture of success and me first and America first and you got to succeed and, and you know, you got to be number one. I mean, that's that's not a Christian value. And he puts it straight up at the beginning. This is all about being satisfied with your place and your work in life. And he gives some more specific injunctions that are part of a liturgy. Uh, the first is set apart uh, time alone with God. Now, as I've studied it, he's not just talking about generally. He means set apart time alone with God to search your heart about your covenant. So that's the first injunction in the liturgy. The second injunction in his original liturgy is to be serious in the spirit of holy awe and reverence. And then his third injunction in the liturgy is to claim God's covenant and trust in God's strength. You can't do this. This is not about our doings. Uh, it's about God's doing us. And the fourth injunction is to resolve to be faithful to the covenant. Uh, and the fifth injunction he gives is to prepare, uh, be prepared to renew your covenant. I love these injunctions, I think especially about the, uh, claiming God's covenant and trusting in God's strength every each and every day. Years ago, I began a practice, personal practice, prayer practice. I have a little cross that has a tree in it, sort of a tree leaves in it, uh, and it's brass, and it's a uh, it's, you know, I wear it around my neck, and I got it in Gethsemane, I think, uh, in Kentucky. And I, every morning, I, almost every morning, I put that cross on, and I read my life's focus scripture. I quote the scripture. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. They shall be like trees planted by streams of water. Sending its roots to the spring. And I, our covenant with God is really ultimately about trust. Anyway, those injunctions and those thoughts 
And a little bit of that history can help us to pray this covenant prayer in the rest of the church. There's practical ways you can pray it. It's certainly appropriate on the Sunday to be a part of the liturgy of the church. Uh, uh, the Sunday right around the first of, of the year, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Um, it was never intended to be just for that. I think it's a beautiful prayer for, for self-reflection. The main thing I want to convey today is that it's a summation and a simplification of a vast, wonderful uh, liturgy. And sure, it's heavy to commit ourselves uh, on New Year's or New Year's Eve. To, this may be may seem like a heavy heavy burden. I don't believe they meant it as a heavy burden. A heavy burden. I believe they meant it as you know, uh, say it until you believe it. As, as, a, as, a, as a rhythm, as a delight uh, that we share in, just so that we're holding ourselves accountable each and every year to call to covenant together. So I would say pray it till you mean it, instead of not praying it because we don't really mean it. It's a beautiful prayer and can lead us all in a continual way back to sanctification and renewal in Christ. So blessings for the new year, and let's close our time with praying the prayer, the covenant prayer in the Wesleyan tradition. You may find the words if you'd like to join me as number 607. Let us pray. I am no longer my own but thine. Put me to what thou wilt. Rank me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing put me to suffer. Let me be employed by thee or laid aside for thee, exalted for thee or brought low by thee. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and and now, O oh glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Thou art mine, and I am thine. So be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. And may you have many blessings during the coming years.